Welcome, 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 welcome to episode three and final episode of the Lighthouse podcast series. Today, no, 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 let's talk about what we did last time. Okay, so last time we talked with Becky and Doris, my two good friends. Um, they told us about their life as a junior high student and keeping Christ in their everyday life, even with the stress of teachers and school. They stick with Christ, and they just told us about their favorite things about Christ and what they they love doing as a Christian. Uh, but if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to that before we listen to this one, because this one is going to be good. It, it's a good one. So today is I'm with Miss Amber Holstein. Uh, she will be talking to us about her faith as now and as she was a child and how she has grown up becoming closer and closer with Christ. Um, today it's going to be a good, 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 good episode. Um, we will, well, first off, it's the final episode, so sadness, but at the same time, it's going to be a good episode, and I pray that everyone on here will learn something about their Christ, not Christ, but about their love for Christ. So, welcome to episode three, final episode of the Lighthouse Podcast, and let's get this thing started right in about 10 seconds, because, well, I have to make it two minutes long, so we're going to wait it out <laughs> until it's two minutes. All right, you ready, people? Three, two, one. Welcome back from the break. Here with me is Miss Holstein. Like always, let's start this off with your name and what do you do for a living and a little something about you. All right, so my name is Mrs. Holstein. Uh, I work here at the junior high in Webb City. Um, gosh, I'm the librarian here. I guess that's kind of what I do for a living. I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Um, I don't get to sleep a lot because I'm running around doing all that stuff, so I guess that could add to the fun. Um, a little bit about myself. So I'm married to Mr. Holstein, who works at the junior high as well. Um, we have a nine-year-old little boy named Brock, and he um, definitely keeps us busy, hence most of my calendar is based around his schedule and not really mine. So I'm just his personal taxi. I guess you could add that as my what I do for a living. Yep, I'm a taxi. That's all I am. So, yep. All right, the first question I'm going to ask is, what is your favorite thing about being a Christian? Um, I think my favorite thing about being a Christian is that knowing um, that really death doesn't have the final say. You know, God's got this. Um, he, he's won. He defeated Satan. We can read the end of the book, and it never changes. The ending's never going to change. And so knowing that I get to spend eternity with him, that he's one, and I get to be reunited with my loved ones is probably my favorite part. Uh, when did you first find Christ? Um, okay, so we've talked about this before. Um, so I was a lot older. I wish I could say that I was younger, but I wasn't. Um, probably I went to church, not on a regular basis. Um, when my parents divorced, we didn't go to church at all. My mom was working three, four jobs at a time. 
Um, but when we moved to this area um, and my mom met my stepdad, we started going to his church, but there still really wasn't a relationship. Um, it wasn't until my grandfather passed away, who um, was probably the godliest man I'd ever met. Um, when he passed away, it really just started with, I knew that I wanted to see him again. And the only way I knew to do that was like, okay, well, I must, I gotta go to church. Like, not what you do to go to see him again. I gotta go to church. And um, so at the time, Mr. Holstein and I were dating and just became part of a, like every Sunday we had to go to church. And then um, a couple years later, we got engaged and we both come, we just both come from broken homes, broken marriages. And so we knew that we wanted our family to be different. We really weren't for sure how. So then that's where it was like, okay, well, God's got to help us with this because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, and so it just kind of, it just progressed from, you know, the passing of my grandfather to desiring for a marriage the way God designed it to be. Um, and, I mean, we did pre-marriage counseling. Honestly, the night that he proposed to me, the very first thing after I said yes is he's like, "We're let's pray. I don't know what else to do. Let's pray. And that's what we did. And it just has kind of built from that, just seeking um, counsel and guidance from people who've been married, who love Jesus, and have a marriage and a family that we wanted. It just... It, it built from there. It was really then I was um, right before we got married, about five months before we got married um, is when I got baptized. So I was in my 20s before I really found him. Do you feel like your husband has helped you grow with Christ? Absolutely. I feel like we probably have helped each other um, a lot throughout the years. You know, when I am really weak, he's kind of my anchor and he's that one that's kind of guiding and praying over me. Um, I know that um, Shortly after we had our son, I um, started battling depression really bad, and um, he was he prayed over me all the time. Like, you know, I could talk to him, I you know whatever, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray for you. And you know, even now, if I'm stressed out or whatever, he you know I'll, I can go to him and just be like, I just need you to pray because sometimes I need that extra guidance and that extra strength because it's so easy to get focused on the world. And so he does. Um, he went to encounter that changed his life, and it pushed me to be like, what do I need to do to make my faith stronger like his? So absolutely. Uh, there's probably some listeners out there that are were lost like you were before, and it has took them a longer time to find Christ. What is something you would tell them, like, or is there something that has helped you find Christ through, like, the rough times, even though you didn't have him? Um, well, first off, I think I could say you're never too far gone. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter um, how old you are, how young you are. You know, he's always there for you. He's always going to be there. Um, so never feel like, well, I'm too old for this because you're not. Um, you know, probably the best place to start when I think about my journey was um, the people I was surrounding myself with. If I was surrounding myself with people who I desired that I wanted to be like, that had the strong faith in him and loved Jesus and through all the obstacles and all of that, like they could find hope, then that's, that's who I desired to be. And so I found myself clinging to those people. And as I look back on all of it, even though I may not have been 
actively following Jesus, he was always there. Um, and I can look back at that now and see him even as a kid in, you know, my bedroom when my parents were fighting or different things going on. Like, he was there. He guided me. He protected me. Even in the times maybe when I was in high school and I wasn't making the greatest choices, he was there. He was protecting me. And he's always there. You just have to have your eyes open and your heart soften to see that. Uh, what is the craziest, craziest moment you have ever experienced with Christ? Like, is there ever something that has stuck out with Oh, so there is this really funny. Okay, so when um, Mr. Holstein and I got married, I was, we both were still in college, and I was getting ready to student teach. And so I was going to graduate a semester before him. And so during student teaching, you can't work. It's just, it's impossible to work. So he was the one working while I student taught. And then the next semester, it was going to be his turn to student teach. And I was stressing out, like, I have got to find a job. What? I'm like, I, I'm the one now that's providing for our family. And I can remember, I was just, oh my gosh, I can still remember. I was sitting in church one day, and I was stressing, and I was worrying. And I finally was just like, okay, God, like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Like, I just need you to open the door. And it was literally the next day I got called into the office for an interview for a job that had happened just overnight. And it was like, then I was mad at myself because I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> if I had done this sooner, would <laughs> this door have opened? Um, but I can still remember just the stress of it and being like, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. Like, God, you've just got to provide. And literally the next day, they're like, hey, there's going to be a job opening. Do you want to interview for it? And I'm like... Oh my gosh, yeah. And then I'm like, and I felt like he was probably up there laughing, being like, hmm, why were you being so stubborn? <laughs> so. Um, how have you showed others that you love Christ without coming out and saying, hey, God's the, like, how do you show others that he's your Lord and Savior? Oh, that's a, hey, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know. Something that I've noticed just in my educational career is, um, I tend to be able to build relationships with some of those kiddos that really struggle. Um, and it's funny because we look back, Miss um, Jones and I were talking one day, and it's like, have you ever noticed that the kids that like just seem to be in trouble all the time or struggle with all these teachers, like, come in here and like we could like we build these relationships. And so I feel like maybe that is one of those ways of that I can maybe love them and let them know that, you know, that they are valued and that they are important. And hopefully I'm showing them Jesus, even though I may not ever see that seed that's being planted turn into something beautiful, but that I'm showing them that I'm different than other people. You're definitely one of those teachers that always has a smile on their face and makes everyone feel welcomed. Like. Uh -oh. That's sweet. I do well. I want. I don't want any kid to ever feel that they're not important because they are. I don't want any kid to ever feel like um, because of the choices that they've made that that defines who they are. Because we've all made really bad choices, um, but that doesn't have to define us. That's not who I am. That's part of my story, and that's part of my redemption. And so, you know, maybe in some sense, that's where I can connect with some of those kids. Um, and maybe that, I, you know, sometimes I question why I do the job I do. And then I have these moments with these kids that struggle in school that I can sit here and be like, okay, God, like, this is why you put me here is to love them. And 
building that relationship with them because isn't that kind of what Jesus does with us? He builds a relationship and it's not getting like thrown down our throat and be like, you will love me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so <laughs> is it ever hard being a teacher and dealing with the kids that don't know Jesus? Um, I think just being a teacher in general can be hard. Um, just because you have so many different walks of life. Um, and every student's different. And every student is different and every student's home life is different. And, um, I think probably the biggest eye opener for me is when I stepped out of the classroom and became a librarian, it was very evident to me that not everybody ran a classroom the way I did. Not everybody builds relationships in the same way that I do or other teachers out there. And I'm not saying that I'm like top notch at building relationships, but like it was very eye opening to me that like not everybody does that. And that was hard. Like that I think is the hardest part. And so, um, I don't know, like, I don't know that I look at kids and be like, Oh, you don't like Jesus. I can't my ultimate thing is like when I look at kids it's like I just want you to know that you're valued and that you're important and and I hope that by showing you that then that's going to lead you to Jesus but I'm not I don't I guess I don't find it difficult it's just the kids who just don't see how valued and important they are that's what I struggle with the most um how have you helped others find Christ (laughs) um I, you know, honestly, I think it's just being real. I think um, we walk around in a society that with social media and all this, this is going to be my mom soapbox for you. So here you go. That um, everybody paints that their world is perfect and it's not. Like nobody has a perfect life. And your pictures, you can change your filters, you can do all of that. But there's so many things that happened before that and so I am one of those people that I am not afraid to be completely real um like I I will just like let you know like um if I had a really rough day with my son you know I'm gonna be like I'm I have been known to call one of my really good friends and be like oh my gosh like my son is driving me crazy do you want him I'm gonna sell him to the gypsies um you know and like she's not gonna judge me because that's real because that's real life or you know rough days at school or you know seeing kids struggle with certain things um at school I'm like not really afraid to be like okay so there was this one time when I was in junior high and I kind of did the same thing you did um because I think people just assume that oh they've got it all together but no none of us do and I think if we can be more real and open about our struggles then you're going to find somebody else that can relate to you in that and then you guys can help each other and have that accountability um so yeah there's my soapbox Facebook's not perfect okay (laughs) uh was there ever a time you questioned your faith and if so how did you handle it um yeah I think um because I know we all have those times and we're just like, everything's going wrong. and mm-hmm. But, um, you know, well, I was still really new at my faith um, when my grandfather died. That was one that was really hard. I was like, how can this amazing godly man who's lived his entire life to serve you, um, you know, pass away the way he did? Um, and he had a, he had a, a rough life. You know, he'd gotten hit by a drunk driver and lost part of his leg when my mom was little. And, like, I never... It was one of those things like, oh my gosh, and he still loves and cares about you. And so when he passed away, that was really hard. Um, You know, after I had our son, um, we kind of, I 
found out that I had some health issues afterwards that, you know, really prevented us from being able to have more kids. And for me, that was hard because I'm seeing all these people who can't take care of the precious babies that God's giving them. And I want more babies and I can't. And, you know, so I, I had to go through that time. Um, but it's crazy because each of those times, if I just stayed the path, I stayed, you know, had people that spoke truth into me and I stayed in his word and, you know, I had friends praying over me or my husband or vice versa, or just getting down on my knees and throwing my hands up like I did with a job and being like, I can't do this anymore. God always provided an answer. Um, and so I feel like that's part of it, but it's staying strong and staying true because it even talks about in the Bible, we're going to have trials, we're going to have struggles, but almost look at those as a blessing because Jesus did too. And he was perfect. He was perfect in every way and he struggled. And so when those struggles come, it's because we're, we're obviously doing something good for his kingdom and evil's going to try to keep us from doing that. And so you have to just stay true to who he is and trust and when you get to where you don't trust that's where you have to go to somebody else you have to find that that person that speaks truth into you and is like listen like I'm gonna pray hard over you because I know that God's gonna provide and so that's what I would say um what is the best way do you feel like is to spread the light of Jesus oh I totally think it's to love everybody love everybody and that's easier said than done um, but looking at each person and just treating them with respect, whether you agree with the lifestyle they have or not, you still have to love them because we weren't here to, we're not here to judge. You know, Jesus sat and he had dinner with a prostitute. He sat with a murderer. He sat with all of these people. Like he loved everybody and people ridiculed him. Why are you sitting with that person? Why are you letting them do that? Cause he loved them and I think that we don't have to tell everybody that we believe in Jesus we just have to act different than everybody and being different is loving everybody because this world is too busy judging that when we aren't judging people then they're going to know something's different about us well that is the end of this um I want to thank you for coming in and talking with me today um we will have a small break and we will be right back So that is all we have for today. Uh, that was Miss Amber Holstein from the Web City Junior High. Uh, thank you for tuning in to episode three, also the final episode of the Lighthouse Podcast. Um, I want to thank you for listening. And if you do like them, I will start doing it again out of my classroom. So, if you want to listen to more, please share this. So, if it gets a lot of shares and lots of listens, then I will listen. Not listen, I will talk more. So, thank you for tuning in. That was Amber Holstein with her life and how her uh, walk with Jesus and how she has now found the paved path. But also... There will be bumps in that paved path, but we just got to fix them and you got to stay true to Christ. So again, thank you for tuning in to the final episode.
So we're gonna have a good day. Thank you for listening. See ya. I'm out.